welcome back to another week of things you should know. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the concept of fake it till you make it. If any of you are in the job force or is working, you probably have heard someone or watching a show or articles that talks about you gotta fake it till you make it. This concept of career growth of this imposter syndrome that is natural to go through. You just gotta pretend like you know what you're talking about or pretend to be this successful person until you become it. And I think about this concept quite often too. And when I watch other entrepreneur, other people that I inspire to be, I also think about are they going through this idea of fake it until you make it maybe and maybe not but in a recent documentary that i watched called drop out on hulu there's a new series uh based on the true story called dropped out the dropped out on hulu and it's actually based on the entrepreneur elizabeth holmes and i want to talk about this idea of fake it until you make it because there has been a lot of criticism about the demeanor of elizabeth holmes and for those of you who's like who the hell is elizabeth holmes i have no idea what you're talking about i have no idea what you're even referencing this drop out series on hulu So basically, it is about this young entrepreneur. It's a real-life person. She's like 34 years old now or something like that. But essentially, she built this company that supposedly have reinvented the way that people get their blood work done. That instead of having to get your blood drawn the traditional way which you have to basically get a bunch of blood out in different tubes just to analyze and understand if you have a certain disease one or two or three or five disease what she was promising was that by just one drop of teeny blood from your fingertips it's going to allow the person to analyze hundreds of different tests across that one drop of blood so that you will actually get to know if you are sick sooner, right? So it helps people discover any type of sickness or disease sooner, hence saving more lives because people will actually know what they have or not have sooner. So of course, the promise, the concept of it was very attractive. She actually gained many investors investing in her company very early on. And in fact, she was uh, the the reason why the movie or the series is called The Dropout is because she actually dropped out of Stanford. Very typical, right? Like you have heard and seen so many Silicon Valley CEO that used to be a drop out of Harvard, like Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, Elon Musk, right, from Stanford and, you know, Steve Jobs dropping out of college too. So she essentially was in Stanford as a freshman and then soon she dropped out and started building out this company about the blood drop invention that she was doing so that was kind of her story like she dropped out she started this company she started building it and even one of the stanford professor actually backed her in this concept like somehow she was able to sell this idea to the stanford professor 
he completely believed in it, believed her, and somehow she was able to also get a lot of famous investor to back the company. Long story short, the company was failing to do what she was promising. Like none of the machinery or the invention that she's talking about, the ability to uh, capture that little sample side of the blood from a person and able to analyze all of these diseases, viruses, like it was not able to do that. And she failed to not only take action when at the point of her recognizing that her products wasn't working, she continued to lie about it and hit. And so essentially she's a fraud and she is convicted. She has been convicted. I think the trial was actually quite recent. So it was this huge story. Some of you might have heard about it that, yeah, like it was this like, wow, this Silicon Valley person that some people even thought of her as the next Steve job of healthcare. And she lied and she failed miserably, right? She basically committed a huge fraud by lying to all of these investors knowingly and so forth. And and how does this relate to this idea of fake it till you make it? I mean, at a high level, you probably understand, right? She definitely was faking a lot of it. But one of the, you know, interesting thing that people would comment on her demeanor is that she talks with a very deep voice like it is something that it is noticeable right away like when you hear her talk you'll be like wow she has a very 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 deep voice like right away like abnormally deep for a female and her demeanor i would say is quite similar to mark zuckerberg if, if the facebook or Meta CEO, if, if, if you watch his interview as well, some people talks about how he's usually very stiff, he doesn't really blank much, people say he's very robotic. She has a similar demeanor as well where she'll look into the camera or she's like looking at the people that are interviewing her and she doesn't really blink, her eyes is like wide open, you know, her movement sometimes could be a little bit stiff uh but yeah like a little quirky like that uh plus the deep uh, voice that she is very very famous for um and people will question people will say things like oh you know she's probably faking her voice because she wants to sound more uh have she try to present herself as to have more authority or to, to be taken more seriously. And the thing is, when people make these comments, and on my end, for someone that who is a woman in tech that is trying to make it in tech and is trying to grow in her career and trying to learn how to navigate as a woman, like how to be assertive without being aggressive, how to be, you know, leading without seeming bossy, like all of that. I could tell you a hundred percent that I have tried that in my career, and I have, and I'm, I sometimes do do that where I am in the meeting and I do deepen my voice because I want to be taken more seriously. And sometimes it's intentional, sometimes not intentional. But I could tell you, as a female, sometimes, and this is both directional, where how I perceive others and how others perceive me. Like, yes, I do feel that if I am speaking in a higher tone than my normal voice. Okay, right now, by the way, this is my normal 
normal voice. Like I'm not trying to go lower. I'm not trying to go higher. Like this is my normal octave, however you want to call it. But yeah, like if I make jokes with my friends or if I'm like talking to my girlfriends, I'm trying to be funny. Or if I'm like talking to someone that I'm interested in, I'm trying to be cute. Yeah, like my voice could go a little bit higher for fun, for to be cute. And sometimes I feel like you know, I would not get taken seriously if I were to talk like that, that or act like that at work. And I have done that. I have been in conversation with my coworker sometimes where I would joke around and be like, oh my god, yeah, like I came in this early and uh, I know like it's just so bad. Like you could tell that tone right there went higher like at least one octave. And whenever that I do talk like that, very casually, and again, that's not my real voice anyway. Like, this is my real tone. But sometimes when you make jokes or, you know, trying to be cute or whatever, you know, sometimes you do that. And I do feel like whenever I talk that way, I wouldn't get taken seriously at work. And you know what? To be quite frank, I'm guilty too, where sometimes when I just meet another female and when they talk to me in such high tone, like... And you could tell, too, as a female, when other females are are speaking in a higher tone voice. And you know when someone truly do have a higher tone voice or not. But when someone go, hi, nice to meet you, like, you could kind of hear it. And personally, I'm super guilty of this, too, is that, yeah, like, sometimes I feel like I cannot even take the other female seriously when their voice is a little bit on the higher side. And, and it made me think about all of this, is that I feel like... There, there is a legit pressure, and again, I, I think I'm a, I, I'm a guilty of this too, right? Given the experiences that, when you are talking, speaking to someone, and you tend to listen to someone more often when their tone of voice is a bit more lower or, like, goes down. And you might know this, like female, when they talk, oftentimes they end with a question as if like the ending is like, don't you think, right? Like it's like higher and that usually make one sound more unsure and um, looking for confirmation when you're talking to someone like, don't you think so? right right like all of that it's like ending with a higher tone but when you speak to someone with more authority they usually actually end the last word or sentence downwards where like you know that is right and this is what i think right like is there you could actually see the different tone and somehow one comes off more affirmative than the other and i feel like this idea and what elizabeth holmes that ceo like everyone's criticizing on her voice like that is likely legitimately what she went through throughout her career where she obviously started out super young like she was 19 when she started the company and she did go through a time where people didn't feel like she was doing a great job as a ceo and she had to change she changed her wardrobe one of the uh, wearable that she was like super infamous for is that she always wore a black turtleneck just like Steve Jobs. And a lot of people would call her out on that. She'll, she'll be called out that she wants to be the next Steve Jobs. And that's why she's even dressing and trying to dress like him, wearing a black turtleneck like him. And it could be the case. It could be not. But at the same time, I do feel like there is this grand stereotype for how women needs to 
talk, dress, act like in order to be taken seriously. And I want to talk about this because it is something that I personally, as again, a young woman in tech, I struggle with as well. Like, I don't know sometimes how to be, how to act, how to dress, how to talk, how to walk, how to present myself in a way that I want to be taken more seriously. And, and this is actually quite recent where I joined, even at my own job a few women tech talks and they're not real tech talks but it's like these conferences where women come together women in tech comes together and just like share best practices i remember listening to one at work and it talks about essentially how you could be taken more seriously at work and the woman on the call the the presenter was actually saying how the way you dressed matters. And I remember I didn't like it when I was hearing that because there was a part of me that was really hoping, especially in one of the top tech companies, dressing the way you want and the way that you're comfortable should really be it. Like I really wholeheartedly feel that. I mean, like, come on, like we have people that who are in their 20s are the next CEO or the next great mind. Like, does it really matter how somebody dressed? Like you could be wearing a hoodie or a sweater, but you're like the CEO. I feel like it's what the inside that matters. Like who cares how one wants to dress? Like let them be, you know, as long as they're happy and they're not harming anyone. And when I was listening to in that presentation, the woman i mean she definitely dressed like and present herself as a very traditional white collar woman she's a white woman she's blonde she i think even have a collar shirt with a blazer you know very typical how you would imagine someone in the profession would dress like and she's probably in her you know early 50s maybe late 40s and so she was giving this talk to our company about how women should dress if they want to be taken more seriously. And then she talked about how she was going to this meeting and she met someone, this young woman just wearing a hoodie. And she couldn't believe that that was like one of the executive or something. And, and like she thought she was just some young person that graduated college and she didn't really take her seriously until she later on realized she's one of the executive. And then she went on talking about how she should have dressed apart and how one should dress like where, you know, their level is or whatever like that. And honestly, the whole time that I was listening to that talk, I just felt not great. Like, I just felt like this type of talk and it's a presentation about imposter syndrome. I don't even know. Just basically supposed to be encouraging women in tech to feel more confident and be more like themselves and yada, yada, yada. But yet this woman, I felt like she was essentially sharing a very traditional way of thinking of how women needs to be basically to be more like a man in order for them to progress in their career. And... And it sucks. And it sucks hearing that and seeing there's so much of that is still happening. And this, yeah, like this, even as much as, of course, I 100% don't think anything that Elizabeth Holmes have done in her career, lying to people 
is right in any way. Like this talk is not even about that at all. Like it's not about whether what she did was right or wrong. Like I could say what she has done is wrong, definitely. But it's more of understanding the other part, how her demeanor, like the way she presented herself, the way she spoke, and all of that. Like relating some of that, where she is obviously a young woman. That she started out very young, and there aren't a lot of women that who have built their company in the way that she supposedly did, right? Even though I know it's all fake, but she did go through all of that, and I could only imagine it's not easy the way that she had to convince all of the investors, her employee, her company, and leading all of that. Like, I'm not surprised why she would speak in such a deep voice. I'm not surprised why she would have a very strict dress code or, you know, have a very specific way of presenting herself because it is not easy. It really isn't. There's so many stereotypes that comes with it. And I believe this also happens for men. Men that perhaps doesn't fit in the typical stereotype type of way of dressing and talking and presenting themselves and some men might also feel like they have to fit into this mold of how one should be presented and speak it you know based on what the traditional success look like and honestly it sucks and I say this because even though in my heart deep down I feel like there's a certain way that I want to live which is really just like It, I, I actually find it super cool when people just dress whatever they want. Like sometimes, like at my job, I still have days where I meet people where they look like, for example, like punk rock, and they are like geniuses, right? And it, I think it's just fantastic. Like you just see all kinds of different people being who they are, yet they are just who they are, and they're geniuses, and they're smart, and they are not afraid to show themselves and who they are. Like I find that super amazing. Like that is fascinating. Where it's not even about wow, like someone. That is into this genre is smart. No, it's about people who are smart, but yet they own their identity and they own who they are. They're like, I don't care what you think about me. I'm just gonna. If I today feel like wearing sweats, I'm gonna wear sweats. If today I feel like wearing all black, including my nail polish and my lipstick, I'm gonna do that too. Like the idea of them just not being afraid to express themselves. And yet they're living their best life. I think that is something to applaud, and I want to be that. Like there's so much. It's not that you know. I don't think I dressed in any way that, like it's like it's not like I want to wear a bra to work or anything. Like nothing inappropriate, you know. But yet I feel like there is still a part of me that wants to fit in this mold of standard of like okay, if my next level is that I want to be is more of a. Senior leader, I feel like me wearing a hoodie to work—it's not that acceptable, and I hate that feeling. Where I feel that I this idea of dress the part—like why? Why is there a specific image? Look, like to a certain extent, I get it, like I get it, but I also don't want to get it because <laughs> that. When I say I get it, I feel like I get how all of the stereotypical traditional thinking like mold us in thinking that dressing a certain way, you know, having your hair a certain way, 
you know, women wearing, you know, certain way means that they have authority over someone else that who might be dressing more casual and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I get it because I understand how these type of stereotype came about, but I don't agree with it. And it's hard for someone that who is still in the position where they're trying to grow. Like, I'm still trying to grow and I don't feel like I am quite there having like a full gut to just say, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna be and this is who I am. I feel like some days I'm closer to that where I'm like, you know, I just don't care. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to act like that. And I have moments where I do go through that where I sometimes stress so much in speaking or presenting or putting my work in a way that in my mind fit this mold of excellence and then I think about it more like who cares like who cares and then I loosen myself up and I just be who I am and speak the way that I do and talk about things in the way that I want to talk about it and I feel much better and I feel like that is my goal to get there but I will tell you all of these pressure, all of these stereotypes, even the idea of fake it till you make it and all of these imposter syndrome is in a way us molding, faking our way to fit into this stereotypical mold until we could be ourselves almost. And it's real. It is so real. And I feel like so many of you out there are also experiencing something like this in your work life where you're trying to fit in. I mean, the classic, right? Like you see your coworkers and it's the good old, hey, how are you doing? How, how's everything? How's your weekend? Like how many of us really truly enjoy talking about that? Like nobody. It's like a very casual way of just saying it's just being polite and that's okay. But I feel like all of us are just so used to the corporate jargon and all of us deep down inside really just don't like it and like so over it but yet we keep going because that is like the mold that I feel like most of us are used to and are exposed to however I do think the new generation like Gen Z I'm seeing more and more of like these casual sign-offs emails communication login like I think that's great I think it's great in a way of like as long as as it is more humane, it is more real, and it accepts more diversity, like truly, right? Where a successful person in the room doesn't need to dress or speak or act a certain way. Like it literally could be anyone and all of us and everyone. And I think that's excellent. But I do think that we have a long while to go. And I think some people understand this more than others, depending on what stage of your career you're going through and who you are in the workplace. And it, I mean, the whole Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes voiced um, criticism that happens. I mean, I, I only recently watched The Dropout, by the way. This is why this is top of mind for me. For those of you that who have heard the story about Elizabeth Holmes, you're probably like, why are you even talking about it? It's like, oh, news. Yeah, I actually didn't even really know the story. Like, what's how I seen her photo before because it's like on the Forbes cover and all over the place for a while. But I don't know. I didn't know her story. 
until this weekend because I watched the dropout on Hulu. <laughs> so that's where all of these thinking and whatever came about. But her voice definitely was something that was so notable to so many people. And a lot of people talked about it, about her voice is fake and all of that. And it really did register to me because I know I do do that at work. Sadly, I guess, right? Like I, I do realize I do talk in a deeper voice when I am in a meeting, especially in meetings that I feel like it's important that I come across as serious, that that I'm not kidding, you know, like that I want them to essentially take me more seriously. And it's not even that I think my natural voice is too high or anything. Like, again, like my normal voice is this. I don't think it's too high, but I do purposely make my voice even deeper when I feel like I need to really get my point across and need people to take me seriously. Because look, I'm someone that look quite feminine. I'm very petite. And so I feel like in some ways, sometimes that is a disadvantage for me in the workplace because I have other women that who is taller, bigger than me in a good way, in the sense that I feel like that's going to allow them to show like more authority. Like I feel sometimes insecure that I'm so petite, I'm so short and I'm standing next to women that are like sometimes I've almost like half my height. No, I'm just kidding. You know, like, so like, I'm like someone that who is like petite. And so sometimes I feel like that's a disadvantage. And so I feel like I need to compensate that somewhere. And somehow it went to my voice. And this is why I feel like when people say, why is Elizabeth, Elizabeth, voice got so much deeper over the year rather if it's purposely or not or naturally or what have you I think that even if it was on purpose that she is lowering her voice to fit in to fit into the CEO mold or to feel more like that she have authority I def I mean personally I can I don't blame her for that right because if anything I'm going through the same thing and I just am a worker I just work at a tech company and I'm just trying to make it and I feel already that like yeah like I feel like some of us do have to go through that when we are wanting to be more taken seriously and I do feel like sometimes the way I present myself the way I dress the way I communicate is also influenced by that in some way because I am worried that other people would take me not seriously because maybe I look on look more on the younger side or if I dress too much like a teenager or whatever because just I feel like being more casual that I'm not going to be taken more seriously. All of those things are legit worries in the workplace for both women and men, I'm sure. But definitely is something that I feel like affects women more because I feel like women are, is already going through so many things. Like I'm still going through this roller coaster of like how to come off, you know, like affirmative without being aggressive. Like all of that balance, like being taken seriously and affirmative, assertive and confident without being overly cocky and, you know, like all of those things is difficult. And sometimes I do feel that it is more difficult when you're a woman. <laughs> anyway, I want to share all of this with all of you 
today, especially the woman out there that who is also feeling the struggle in the workplace of finding the right balance to present yourself and feeling like you have to be a certain way to to be taken more seriously, you know, it's, it's something that is so real. And I feel like sometimes even the most influential, like, even though Elizabeth Holmes definitely was a fraud, I think it's hard for any of us to deny that she was, in a way, had a lot of influence throughout her career. Like, that is how she was somehow able to influence all of these investors, her company, the people around her to believe her. And she had to have a way to do that. And part of it is the way that she presented herself. And I think that she definitely have a very distinct way of presenting herself. I'm not saying that's the right way or the wrong way or the way to influence somehow. But I do feel that as a woman that who trying to influence, it's like this person just got to be even like extra creative and different to, to get there. And sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. I just want to point out that that was definitely the case, in my opinion, for Elizabeth Holmes. Like she had a very unique style of presenting herself to gain influence. And I could only say with my own experience that I could only imagine it must be very difficult too for her to go through all of these things and again by no means am I saying what she did is right like no not at all I think she you know like I think she did get convicted which is good I think that's a good outcome or she should get convicted more I don't actually know too much about the conviction but I do know that she got convicted which is good because she what she did was wrong she shouldn't have lied. So this is, again, this episode is not about her doing the right thing or anything. No, it's just as a woman, seeing that her voice was one of the big topic somehow. Like when I read a lot of her art- articles after the fact, a lot of the articles actually talked about and commented on her low voice. And that was actually one thing that I felt like, I understood <laughs> like I couldn't understand why she had to go through all that lie I think that's kind of crazy but her voice I felt like I understood why she would speak in a lower voice if it was intentional actually I still again don't know if it's really intentional or maybe just over time she grew and that's just how her voice was uh, but if it was anyway intentional I feel like I understand and I think it relates a lot again back to like imposter syndrome and this idea of how people like the traditional people think women needs to be and act a certain way or dress a certain way or present themselves in a certain way to be taken seriously unfortunately um but yeah I just thought it was a very interesting topic that if any of you out there men as well that who just feel like they're going through it and they have to fit in to like be a certain way. I feel you 100%. I like am going through that too. So just wanted to share that. So don't feel like you're the only person. Don't feel like you're going through this alone. You're not alone. We're all here for you. And I would love to hear you guys' experience too. Like if you guys are going through this transition in your career where you're feeling like you're trying to find the right balance to be 
to be and to to act or whatever like how are you feeling if you're going through it let me know you can reach out to me on my instagram at real things you should know i would love to hear about it and also hear more about like what are you guys interested in hearing about next okay i will talk to you guys next week bye